Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, helping you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. It's all right here for you with this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveryou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We've got a great show today, and we're going to get right to it because we have Susan Bruno back with us today for our, as she calls it, our Financially Fit Fridays here on Best Ever You And we're always grateful to have her here because she's just got such a wealth of information about keeping us all financially fit. And uh, we had so much fun with her around Thanksgiving when we talked about college CFO and things to talk about regarding money and your kids and your college students around your Thanksgiving table. Well, today we thought we would, we're not going to do Christmas and the holidays, and we're going to depart from that. Maybe we'll do another show in January, um, post everything, but what we're going to do right now is talk about Diva CFO. So as Susan is on the air with us, look at her website. It's divacfo.com. And um, she's going to be with us here today to talk about being prepared and not scared and the six Ds. So Susan, how are you? Thank you for being with us. Hi, Elizabeth. I am great. How are you? Hello, hello. I am very well, thank you. I just got back from Minnesota visiting my parents. Boy. And that was um, and family. It was great to see everybody. Um, yeah, no, it was. It's really. It was really, really good to see everybody. And my sister, uh, just she has a, a baby that's not super new. He's a little bit over one, but to me, I don't get to see him enough, so he's kind of new to me. And I, uh, I got to babysit him all day long, and he was so cute. Oh my God, babies are so cute. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> As all of ours are in college and beyond, it's you know it's cool to have a little a little wee one to sing Elmo songs with. But oh, so, yeah. um, how are you? I am doing great. I'm in New York preparing for the snowstorm this weekend. I know. <laughs> I'm not. It's crazy, but I don't think we're going to get that much. I'm hopefully an inch or two, and that's it. And it'll just be pretty at the Rockefeller Center tree and all of that. It'll put everybody in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, I love New York around the holidays. It's so beautiful there, that that yeah. tree. I just love visiting that, seeing everybody ice skate. I always want to go down and actually ice skate, but I'm not that great of an ice skater, so I just kind of watch. But one of these times, I'm going to just go ice skating there. I have no oh. idea what the process is to do that, if there's like a you know a wait list that you know through the holidays or what. But Oh, it's easy. That. We what did do you do to go skating my... there? My mother is not a good skater, and she um, held on, as a matter of fact. I think my son helped her to skate. I think he was probably about five or six at the time. Um, Uh No one's really, you know, expected to be a good skater there, and it's quite easy. You just rent skates and um, go. You know, it could be, and go, yeah. And also in Bryant Park in New York, there's a skating rink, and then, of course, Woolman Rink. So there's lots of places to have. I love that. But being under the tree is special. Yeah, no, I thought it was more complicated than that. So you actually can do something like that. Maybe that's a tip for everybody listening, because if I thought it was complicated, I'll bet other people do, too. They're afraid of it. Like, what do you have to do? So that's cool. All right. So um, Diva CFO is 
tell me about Diva CFO because this is this seems so helpful. I've been getting I uh, promoted the show all all morning and a little bit last night, and um, we've been getting comments that this seems really helpful. So Good. what's Diva CFO? Okay. Yeah. Well, as you know, I'm a CPA, and that makes me left brain, and my daughter is creative, and she's right brain, and we got to the point where she was about to graduate from college, and, you know, we had that talk about, you'll graduate with, you know, one small student loan, but you're going to be on your own now, and you need to learn to manage money properly, and so... She said, Mom, it's just all so boring. It's not that I'm afraid of it. It's not that I don't want to do it, but it's so boring. Could you jazz it up? And then we sat down and thought about what is the way we could make it more fun and exciting, and we created infographs, and we took things that were very complex and made them simple. But what came out of it was very interesting. The name, sort of the, you know, contrast of diva and CFO and yes you can be you know love decorating and and doing all kinds of very feminine things but also be your family CFO she thought it meant chief financial organizer not officer so out of that actually came just the light bulb went on to me because I realized I've been working with clients for over 30 years and the number one most valuable thing that comes out of a financial plan is being organized. And that's the best tip anyone can walk away from in this call is get your financial life organized. And we created an app. Unfortunately, we no longer support it, but it was called Diva Docs, as in documents. And Diva Docs, basically, the concept is find it, learn it, file it, and we send you out on a scavenger hunt to go and find all of these items. We now have a great checklist, and we may revive the app. It's just things change in technology so quickly, and it's very expensive to support, and we didn't charge for it. But the idea is get your financial life in order, and it's so overwhelming. Don't worry about understanding the stock market if that's not your thing. That's down the road. The first thing you need to do probably is meet with the person who manages your money, meet with your CPA to understand your tax return, get those things paper filed and then electronically stored as well. We've got, you know, and, plenty of places. And if you don't like, have a CPA or if you don't have, you know, all these yeah. things, meet with yourself because I love what you said. You said anyone and yeah. anyone is so all inclusive. I love that. And I know all of us in one way or another are searching to get our financial life in order and in some cases we're in positions where we're trying to get our parents financial life in order or a family member's financial life in order or a friend's financial life in order because you know you talk about these things these unexpected things that happen or um, suddenly you might find yourself in debt or or without a job or ill or divorced or you know there's all these things you have and I I love um, to bring people sort of out of the dark and into the light with respect to money because people fear it if they don't. They you know, do. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't know a lot about this. You know, I know how to spend it really well, <laughs> you know, or maybe earn it really well, but spend it or save it. or You know, there's so many things that you can do with money. And so I think this is my interpretation of this call. Please correct me and chat over me if I'm wrong. But I think you're trying to help people really have a best ever 
relationship with money somehow. Absolutely, absolutely. And your number one is don't be afraid of it. And start somewhere. It's, you know, as we say, it's sort of drinking out of a fire hose. You, you know, if you take that attitude, you're really never going to pick up and start. And that's why I'll tell you one of the best things to do is march yourself into Staples. Go to either the Martha Stewart collection or the, I think there's Studio C is the other one I love. They're the beautiful folders. And get yourself one of those um, label printers um, P-Touch, I think it's called, and start creating folders for yourself. But if your favorite color is pink or it's blue, you'll be amazed that those supplies, those office supplies, will get you going. Okay, I need to get my tax return. I need to get my will. Oh, gee, the will is empty. What does that mean? That means I need to find an attorney. And on DivaCFO.com, we have lots of resources and a place for you to ask us questions, too, like how do I even go about getting a will? Or why would I even need a will if it looks like the estate tax exemption is so high nowadays? Um, but like I said, organization is the number one step, and we have so many resources. And for those of you who want more than just paper filing, I would highly recommend a system. Uh, it was a woman in New York who created um, something called Everplans, E-V-E-R-P-L-A-N-S, everplans.com. Very inexpensive, cloud-based storage. It looks very much like what we did with DivaDocs, which is absolutely fine. Um, they just did it on a web base where you can scan in all your important documents and then assign deputies. So you can say, okay, you know, my sister's my executor. She should have a copy of this. So you assign, okay, she can just see my will. Um, but you will be, and it's the same idea of find it, learn it, file it. Um, it's less than $100 a year, unlimited storage, and you can even put kid, you know, pictures of your kids and your grandkids in it. It is amazing. And, you know, we've got, like I said, great resource of stuff to read, you know, anything that um, you need to learn about. Um, we're starting to build a library of all kinds of blog posts and articles um, but this is a really practical tool I would recommend. Awesome. Okay, before we get into the six Ds, yep. um, can you talk a, just a give us an a overview of if somebody is scraping by, um, yep. how do I get this? We're, we actually got this question just so you know before we went on the air. Somebody okay. said this is great and everything, but I'm barely scraping by. What yep. can I gain from this phone call today? Okay, so scraping by, I assume, means living paycheck to paycheck or barely living paycheck and to no paycheck. Savings. And no savings. So the number one thing you need to do is put down a list. First of all, watch where you're spending. And I do mean get it into Quicken. Quicken's very inexpensive to use. And really fess up and separate, put down on a piece of paper, wants versus needs and really think about do I really need that so you know we all know that needs are we've got you know food shelter and clothing well guess what you can go to 
goodwill for, I mean, my daughter did it. The first year she got out of college, she had to live on $24,000 a year. And she went to Goodwill, spray-painted when she needed furniture. She found old stuff. She went and bought clothes. She would rip off the buttons and so on, other things. Um, I mean, it was hysterical what you can do when you really, really have to. And then really pay yourself first. You've got to pay your taxes and pay yourself. Pay yourself means even if it's $20 a month that you start saving, do it. Do it because then it's a discipline of starting to save. It doesn't have to be hundreds and hundreds. People use these calculators, for example, on how much should I save for retirement or my kid's education. Yeah, that's great, but when you look at that number, you say, I can't afford that, so I'm not going to do anything. Well, that's wrong. Start small and start doing it. So really, really you know, look at what does this budget look like? What can I take off the budget? Can I negotiate something? For example, you know, cell phone. Can I do something better than that, you know, $100, $150 cell phone bill? Do I really need all that extra data? Is there a service out there that's less expensive? Um, and prioritize your debt. If you have credit card debt, that's the number one thing to cut up and pay off. So you need one credit card for emergencies, but every other credit card needs to be cut up and at a minimum put in a drawer um, until you've got it paid off. Do not allow yourself ever to carry a balance on a credit card. The money you spend on interest is, first of all, it's not tax deductible, and it's absolutely insane. Just the what is society. The, you think it should be zero? What if you're desperate and need a credit card? Like, what would you say? Like the average person, let's say you earn fifty thousand dollars a year, yep. and you have to have credit card debt, but you want to manage it. Like, what would be the maximum amount that you would say? Okay, you can you can squeak by with carrying X amount. Well, think about what you're using Why? it for. If it's a necessity, in other words, if you have a medical bill and you absolutely cannot afford to pay, maybe you have a high deductible plan, then that's a need, not a want. So don't, every time you look at your credit card, and if you have to take one of those pens that's permanent on the credit card and write want or need, and literally do not use it if it's a want. And then what I would do is go on to one of these credit card websites that aggregates every single credit card to tell you. You fill out a profile, and it tells you, okay, this is, you know, I have a balance, so I need to transfer it to get a lower interest rate. Um, I don't have a, um, you know, a lot of these kids now, a lot of college kids are young adults use debit cards only. And you're absolutely right. You need a credit card in case of emergencies. Um, you would want to search that website for the you know lowest interest rate, again, if you're going to carry a balance. If you're not going to carry a balance, um, or even if you are, it's the lowest annual fee on the credit card. So you want to make sure. And if you're doing a good job paying every single month and you ha- you're building a good credit score or have one, pick up the phone, call the credit card company, and ask them to reduce your interest rate. It's amazing, a simple phone call, and all of a sudden you're going from, you know, 19.8% maybe down to 12%. You'd be shocked that you can do this. Again, if you're a responsible citizen and paying off on time and regularly. Um, You know, finally, just create a budget. 
and really try and stick to it. It's painful. And this is, look, I get it. It's hard. It's expensive nowadays, um, you know, to get by. But you have to start saving. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself close to retirement with nothing, you know, nothing to save. And many of us are going to have to work well into what our parents or grandparents thought was retirement. But, um, you know, because let's face it, we are going to live longer. So guess what? Retirement isn't just five or ten years. Hopefully it's going to be 20 or 30, but that means we're also going to be working later too. Yeah. Now, okay, let's go into our 60s. That was great information, by the way. That's really, really helpful for people listening. And we have all age groups listening, too. So hopefully the show will will touch someone in some way. And, um, you know, males, too. I know it says Diva CFO. But, (laughs) you know, we have a lot of guys listening. Good, uh, good, good, good. Trying to get things in place. And I think these, I think these, um, the the Ds that you're going to talk about, I think they really apply to everybody. Oh, they do. They absolutely okay. do. We right, we just know. Oh no no no! We just know statistically <laughs> that it's and this is my thirty years of experience doing financial planning, but also traveling around the country, um, is that women do delegate the financial task in many cases to men, and that doesn't necessarily even mean a spouse. It could be a brother, a significant other, a banker, a father, a grandfather, and then it becomes kind of too late to catch up when, and this applies to, you know, again, men who have delegated this to a woman, is when the 60s hit. And the idea we came up with on the 60s was it. this is, and I'll explain what they are in, and in a minute, but we realized the auction houses got the property, like a Sotheby's or a Christie's, um, got the concept of the three d's how do they get their property is death when someone dies the estate basically goes to auction uh this applies to estate sales or tag sales too um they go into debt or they get divorced so all of a sudden you know you've got this and that's a that's a terminology is the three d's so we said well wait a minute those are three terrible things that could happen to someone but there's more dementia disaster and i think um you know each of these is you're just not prepared to handle taking on something you've avoided your whole life you're just not prepared to do it when all of a sudden you know you've got one of these 60s hitting and the last is disability so basically you know think about how you are emotionally and this doesn't mean yourself it could be mean someone else it could also as you refer to elizabeth your parents so what we don't want to do is find that one of these six d's has hit and now all of a sudden you're scrambling to say well gee mom can't drive anymore let's sell the car and you can't find the title to the car and mom's not with it enough to even remember where she put it so go and find all that paperwork where, when you can have that conversation of, gee, where is the deed to the house? Gee, do, do you have life insurance, mom and dad? Um, same again in a couple. This cr- crosses gender and age completely. Um, for us to be prepared, our stress level, I mean, take the last, uh, you know, bouts of hurricanes and now fires in California. Imagine being out of your home and all of the paper documents are getting destroyed 
and the most immediate thing you may need is your homeowner's policy and the telephone number for the agent. So, you know, I remember with Irma, and I have a home in Naples, Florida as well, I'm scurrying around to say, gee, what does that flood insurance cover, and uh, what are, you know, what's the process? Because I was um, in Connecticut at the time. I was thankful that I had put everything in the cloud, again, with Everplans, um, and was able to, you know, look immediately and say, okay, well, this is going to be terrible, but at least I, my anxiety level went down when I knew I had the proper coverage. It's just that reinforcement that I had done something. You know, the sad thing about life insurance is, especially in young families, is you realize after someone has had a severe health incident and, it, you know, you can be 35 years old and have a terrible one. I've had clients, unfortunately, in this situation. And that's when you think, oh, we should have had health, you know, life insurance. Well, guess what? It's very, very inexpensive to buy term insurance. But you don't think about it until it's too late. So we're trying to get people to be prepared. Don't be scared. There are things you can do to do in advance. You know, again, not all at once because you're, you're going to avoid it if it's all at once and make it fun. Yeah, and for the most part, um, like I was trying to figure out how to have, it was funny, for two days before this call, I'm like, okay, how are we going to make this uh, like a happy, exciting, fun right. phone call other than, of course, you're awesome. You know, that that's a given. But, you know, th- this isn't sort of fun to a lot of people it's really uncomfortable like it is so uncomfortable to sit with your mom and dad and go hi guys uh do you have a will you know it's like uh it's like uh, you know that's like making them dead you know it's just so uncomfortable to have these cats and especially if people don't have it that's right and i think um but you know in family relationships where you have to be practical and you have to say, you know what, I know your legacy, if we're talking about mom and dad, and, you know, could be spouse too, I know your legacy isn't leaving me a mess. And I know if we had the foresight, you know, we're thankful. We're so blessed to have you here today. Why don't we plan ahead? Because I won't be able to ask you these questions. So let's plan ahead and get this all organized. The sigh of relief because you're willing to talk about it is incredible because they don't parents don't want to talk to their kids either about this, but they because then the kids are like, Oh, you can't leave me. Well, guess what? The day is going to come and it's better to be prepared. So if you just start routinely going through you go on our website, we have checklists, we go, you know, we'll go on Everplans, we have, you know, just go through it and say, gee, what is it, where can we start this conversation? And starting with, hey, you know, let's list your critical advisors in your life. It might be the gal at the bank that, you know, you, your parents have visited forever, who know a lot about your parents and can help you if something were to happen. Hey, when you're out there for holidays, can I go meet Mrs. Kalo? I'd like to, you know, introduce myself. And by the way, do you have a safe deposit box here? Oh, no, no, we have a safe at home in the closet. Okay, well, what's the combination of the safe? You know, heaven forbid something happens. We're all healthy now, so why not talk about this now? And have it kind of like an annual physical. I hate to say it. We don't love that either, but boy, don't we walk out there feeling good that we did that. And you start with routine 
routine stuff. And, you know, again, paperwork and organization, I always say between husband and wife, this is really important because so many wives are left in the dark about what their finances are, which unfortunately leads to women who should leave abusive relationships. They don't because they're dependent upon the spouse having all of the financial information. They're afraid of it. They don't know how to access the accounts. They don't know how much is in the accounts. So what I say is just start the conversation in a healthy relationship with, hey, you got a big burden on you. And, um, Let's share that burden. And it may be in the reverse, too. The wife may say this to the husband. I got a big burden on me. Let's share that. Let's set up a central filing system for all of this. Let's talk about it. How much do we have in savings for retirement? Are we on track? Should we be hiring a financial planner? Uh, can we do this ourselves by picking up the phone and calling You know, a place like Vanguard? Um, we need to be on track. Do we have enough to save for the kids' education? If we don't, don't you think, you know, let's just say they're preteens. Should we start having the conversation that they need to start earning money for their college? You know, working isn't a bad thing. All these conversations are a bit taboo. I think it's cultural. Elizabeth, you and I know, having been, you know, two families of early settlers in the 1600s, money has always been taboo here in the United States. I think other cultures, it's more open, but here it's not. And we have to be more open about it. Um, I encourage the college kids I work with, share. And I don't mean once you've gotten the job, tell people, well, I make this and you make that and I should be. It. I'm, but share. Hey, I got a job here and this is what, you know, this job pays. Be open with it so you can see, you know, if you're switching jobs, am I getting paid the right amount of money? Um, you know, let's be more open with money um, and, you know, be be good, you know, stewards with it, but also talk to our children and our parents about it. Yeah, I um I think health crisis is a huge thing and you've and you've kind of hinted at it here with your well you've said it pretty much with your disability yeah. and your dementia and so forth. Yeah. Um whatever whatever it is disability to me means like major health crisis coming down the pike yep. in some version and you know I know from my own experience with my parents with my dad being a stroke survivor, you know, mm. they were one health crisis away from losing it all. Um mm. and terrifying terrifying moments in the hospital to try and you know they're they're entrepreneurs and stuff and my dad and mom traveled around and they did um you know they had a business that they had and, and half of the business went down with my dad and um you know I'm I'm paraphrasing here a lot and not putting in a lot of detail but you know in yeah. short my parents had to move um and it's it's nobody's fault or anything like that but there was just no way to yeah. deal with it and that's, you know, that's a good point. I think, um, you know, insurance agents get a bad rap because, you know, they, they, you know, you feel like, oh, I'm getting pressured. Well, guess what? Having disability insurance, you're three times more likely to become disabled before, uh, you know, than having a premature death. So before retirement, you're counting on that income. Now, it's not that easy to get disability insurance, but I'll tell you a really quick and interesting, unbelievable story that has a very happy ending in one sense, sad in another, but um, I have a Pilates instructor, fabulous woman, and um, she said to me that um, her husband basically is a quadriplegic, 
he dove into a wave at Jones Beach in New York and um, unfortunately had a back injury that put him in a wheelchair. And uh, But, you know, it was interesting. She was able to stay in her home and in town, and she had two children. And um, at one point we were talking about Diva CFO in the Pilates class, and she said, you know why we can stay in the house. And, you know, again, taboo. No one says, you know, his parents help supporting. I mean, she's teaching Pilates at the YMCA. Right. She's not making enough to support a home in Fairfield County. Turns out she shared with me that someone – you know, came to her kitchen table and tried to sell them disability insurance. Turns out they didn't buy it. However, he had open enrollment, her husband, at work for benefits. They didn't even know they should check the box. Well, what's disability? I'm sick. I get a cold. Yeah, they pay me when I'm out. Oh, no, long-term disability. So they checked the box, and it wasn't, oh, I think it was six months later. It might have been a couple years at best is when the incident happened. They said, I mean, can you imagine where that was? No, I I like I'm so happy to hear this story in one sense, and so I feel so horrible for her on another. Um, Like you said, you know, it was like a bittersweet, but I've got to tell you, it's the one box. When I was about 20, I had my, well, I was a little younger. Let's go with 20. I was about that age, and somebody said, always check these two boxes, short-term and long-term, no matter what, because they're kind of pretty much inexpensive in the grand scheme of life and they Mm -hmm. totally save you in another if something ever happens to you like if you're in a car accident or you know knock on wood everywhere here um those types of things and um i learned really young to do that and i'm i haven't ever heard anybody in my adult life talk about that very much Mm -hmm. that is really interesting to hear that yeah and if you're fortunate enough to have it available at your job that's number one. Many times it's subsidized, but even if it's not, that's number one. Number two is if you're part of a, a fraternal organization, I don't mean male, but for example, I'm a member of the AICPA, I can get my coverage through that. Third is go see, if you're not part of a group organization and can't get it at work, go to a, an agent or broker. And again, don't think, oh, that's too expensive, we can't afford it. Think, gee, can I you know, sort of move something else around, you know, still from Peter to pay Paul, because this is so important. And it is so devastating if something were to happen. And the same is true for life insurance. The minute someone has a baby, they literally should be handed an application to buy life insurance. There is no way that someone, you know, a young family can support if something were to happen to the breadwinner can support that child for the rest of their life it is so inexpensive if you are in good health it is so so inexpensive tell you another this is terrible but it's part of the business that i'm in this happens to be a friend of mine whose sister um just delivered twins this summer she planned on staying home i'm I'm sorry planned on working because she had a very good job and her um husband planned on staying home with the children she died in delivery died oh now as tragic as it is and believe me this family has seen so much tragedy they were able at least he can stay home now because they had adequate life insurance term insurance is one of the best and least expensive most undersold because 
because it's not the number one thing for insurance agents to sell, to, especially the young people. The commissions are just slow, and I'll tell you that. I know that. Um, so anybody out there who needs coverage, go ask for, at a minimum, 10-year term insurance. And see, you can, you, you know, in some really cases, hard advice. super, super easy and inexpensive. Expensive, and uh, you know, with parents, there's you know that's a whole other situation because you, as you get older, it gets a lot more expensive. Um, but I'm going to tell you one of the other things that we all need to worry about because getting disabled, even though it's three times more likely than dying prematurely, needing long-term care, whether it's dementia or just physical inabilities. That is going to hit all of us because as we're extending our, you know, life expectancy, it doesn't mean we're extending it in perfect health. So a gift I'll give to all of your callers, Elizabeth, is we have on our health site a health care cost analysis. And you enter family information and personal information, basically. Um, you don't, you know, it's basically very, very simple to fill out. And then we'll forward you the email. I promise not to look at it, but the email will tell you, okay, your, as we say, your go-go, slow-go, and no-go years are this, because you've told us you're a smoker or you're not. Your family history includes cancer or it doesn't. Just, It's all free on the website. Again, I'll forward the email I get once, um, you know, you fill out the form, and it'll tell you approximately what it will cost to have care in your older days. And then it's your choice. If you want to set aside a fund to self-insure, you can do that. If you want to go to you know, your local friendly agent and buy long-term care insurance, you can do that in a traditional way, or you maybe your employer offers it. I This is going to be the most expensive next generation to support through old age because it's not 50 years ago that you'd retire at 65 and you died at 72. Now we're going to hopefully be able to retire at 65, but we're going to live well into our 90s. But, again, that doesn't mean we're going to be as agile and as alert. Um, so for older people out there, I'm 55, so I can say that's me too. Um, <laughs> you can buy long-term care insurance up till the age 70. So it's going to be more expensive, but think about what it's going to do. And there's what's called partnership programs. So your state may even say, okay, if you spend down your assets for Medicaid purposes, but you've bought a policy, then you'll be able to preserve some of your assets for your heirs and for yourself, for that matter. So that's something um, we'll be we'll be talking a lot more about on Diva CFO. Um, and you know, for that matter, if you get a lot of um, feedback, Elizabeth, we could even do a whole show on what should I do and what shouldn't I do. There's some Never really heard of long. Long-term care insurance for women, all you women out there, guess what? The men are going to die before us, and we'll be lucky if our daughters take care. And that's not a criticism of daughters, but kids move away, and we shouldn't, you know, for our dignity, we shouldn't even expect them to be taking care of us. So go get yourself protected and buy long-term care insurance. Yeah, I've never even heard of that before. Um, what do you do if um, – this is a really common, I think, question that everybody yeah. frets about and asks about and freaks out about and whatever else you want to add to it. But parents staying in their house or anyone staying in their house, 
um, as you age and so forth. Um, there's all these things out there like reverse mortgages or should we just sell the house and downsize or, you know, if you don't have all this insurance stuff and mm-hmm. money in the bank and all this stuff and people are looking for money, are reverse mortgages smart or is it better you know, to sell the house and take the equity? Well, I would first assess what why are you staying in the house? And most people want to stay in their home. And is the house suitable for staying in it? Is there a first floor bedroom? Are there a number of stairs that will prevent? Are the hallways? There's something called universal design now. So if anyone's building a house or renovating a house, go look at it. Universal design, make sure your architect or builder knows it's wider hallways, lower lights, the height of the sinks are different because we all want to age in place. Okay, so number one is make sure that if you decide to do this, that it isn't just temporary. And I don't mean just reverse mortgages. When you just pick to stay at home, um, think about it. Who's your caregiver? The number one reason why people choose not to stay at home is social reasons, because you're going to be alone. And it may just be the two of you, you know, if your neighbors have moved away. So think first. If it makes sense to stay at home or you just need the extra income, make sure if you're going to look at a reverse mortgage, I believe AARP, go to that website and make sure you work with a legitimate organization. And the way it works is they'll have the home valued and the home basically has what's called a loan-to-value ratio. So they'll not allow you to pull all the value of the cash of the home out, but a percentage of it out. And then they'll give you either a monthly check or a lump sum. So if you do want to stay in the house, but you need a ramp or something to help you stay in the house, um, or for that matter, you just need money for life, um, again, needs, not wants, um, then you can do the, you know, then consider a reverse mortgage. Just make sure it's a reputable, reputable organization. Yeah, no, that's it's really great information. Um, and it's not taxable, just so you know. It's not tax deductible. Basically, you're drawing money out and you're building up an amount you would owe to the institution, which is collateralized by the house, and that's why they don't allow you to take all the money out. So you get a check that's tax-free. It's your money, basically. It's the money coming out of the house, and it's settled at the earlier of your death or moving and selling the home. So that's, you know, and AARP does a really good job explaining that and understanding, is this right for me? So I think we're all learning a lot. Um, I'm going to ask you on our Financially Fit Fridays here, why did you put divorce in as one of your six Ds? Ah, okay. So divorce is something I think women, again, who have chosen the duties of raising children and burying their head in the sand and then if, number one, a situation comes up such as abuse that you should get divorced, you need to know in advance of that what, you know, where to find the paperwork. You know, things can be kind hidden, of paperwork. Uh, I, I know you and I were both, you and I both know what to look for, but for somebody yep. who, you know, doesn't know what documentation, yep. like we've got it. Like my marriage, for example, we've got, okay, you know, here are all the bills, here are all the credit cards, here's the will, here's the this, here's the that, you know, and it's super open. 
And um, yep. I'm kind of that way, you know, and he's that way, and we're just like, you know, mm-hmm. we both share everything. But that's yep. not always the case. That's and, correct. Um, I, it, how does that pertain to divorce, though? Because um, especially like 401Ks and things mm-hmm. like that, I, that's where I'm kind of leading you to talk okay. about. So people okay, kind of so, get a clue. you know, the, the idea is that, you know, that a financial affidavit has to be prepared by both sides. But you don't know, even though it's signed under, you know, penalties of perjury, if the other p- person is hiding any money. So the first thing you would want to do is go to Schedule B on your tax return, which will show the bank accounts that report interest income, okay, on a 1099, but it's all summarized on Schedule B, any interest or dividends from any accounts. So then you know, okay, we have these accounts. The other thing I would start doing, if you're thinking about getting divorced but you're scared because you don't know where the money is, you don't know, can I support myself, do we have money in the bank, start opening the mail and get yourself a notebook. Go back at one of those jazzy little Studio C or whatever from Staples, whatever makes you, put you in your happy place when you look at it because this is a tough process, and start writing down Everything that comes to you, if you see something come from TD Ameritrade, if you see something, you know, coming from work, whatever you're starting to see coming now, a lot of it's electronic nowadays, so it's tricky, Um, but go through old files, go through old papers and start writing down and make a section of that notebook um, questions to ask and start asking the questions. Gee, where do we keep our uh, IRAs? Um, Could I meet with? And you call up, you know, if you've done a will, call up the attorney and say, you know, I signed that thing, but I have no idea what it says. Could we go, or I don't remember. Let's go over it again. The CPA, I'd like to sit down and talk about what is that foreign bank account form on the, on the you know, I, I, or can you help me understand from my tax return what our cash flow looks like? Um, it depends on whether the divorce is amicable or not. I mean, I have a That's client what I was going to add. I mean, if you're having a war, huge. good luck. But <laughs> you know, if, it's if you're having a war, which is more often than not, good not, luck. You yeah. have every right to go to your CPA or your accountant if you have one and say, sit down and help me understand. If you don't have one, um, yeah, it's you know, it, you would hire a forensic attorney. I mean, I'm sorry, a forensic oh. accountant. Um, and there's a gal actually in Texas, I think her website is divorcecpa.com. She's fabulous. The idea is there are people in your area who specialize in forensic means let's go find what's there. It's, yeah. Yeah. So you want to go back. I mean, it's not airline miles. And so I've seen people have, uh, I've seen people like, Hiding airline miles oh, yeah. before and things, you know. Like my friends will be like, "Do you think he has airline miles?" I'm like, "I don't know." And if he does, do you really want him? You know? Are you going to fight over that at four hundred dollars? Are you going to really fight over airline fees, miles? Right? <laughs> you know, kind of thing, and you know, stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, wow. But like I said, I think <laughs> get up there in age, you see, see it's, stuff. Yeah, you do see a lot. You do see a lot. And the be prepared part, I think, because I remember going to pre-Cana when I was first married and I was 23 years old, and they said the number one cause of divorce is financial. Here I was in the Catholic Church, and they're saying it's money. Well, maybe I shouldn't be surprised. But um, the idea is keep a, a healthy discussion over a family budget, over savings. So don't, you know, again, if we do this when things are fine, then we can be prepared and not scared. Because yeah, like I had a pretty 
No, yes. go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I thought you were done. Because what? No, I was just going to say because it actually makes any of the six Ds. They're going to be awful, but it makes them so much. There's so much less stress because they all involve money. They all, do. yeah. Yeah, money is a that you know I love these shows that we're doing. I hope we keep doing them in 2018 because I think it um, makes the topic of money less like taboo, like you were saying. You know, way more open, way more talked about. Yeah. I hope we give, I hope we give people things to ask about. You know, I love how you talk about um, you know asking questions, and I also like the way you frame things so that you're not like abrasively. Um, or abusively asking questions. You know, you're not like in demand mode. Um, you might be in a little bit of Snoopy sleuth mode here and there, depending on the situation you're in. Yep. But um, for the most part, you're really encouraging people to have really um, subtle and medium and strong conversations with people about really uncomfortable topics. But exactly. it's for the better of everybody. Does that yep. is that about right? totally agree with you if we make them commonplace in our normal conversations with our children with our parents with our spouses with our girlfriends it's all or guy friends too it's all and we're actually doing a live series in naples florida for anyone listening who's going to be in naples florida um, we are doing a series, so we're going to cover each of these topics, but instead of doing them, this gets back to my daughter's suggestion, we're doing them at tea houses, we're doing them at spas, one is at Tesla, at their showroom, we're going to have a Prosecco bar. Again, it doesn't have to be nasty. Get amongst your peers, think of it like a book group, get your, you know, get your financial house in order. Awesome. All right. Thank you for being with us. We are out of time. Um, but we're going to have more shows scheduled with you in 2018. And um, happy, happy holidays and all that good stuff. And um, thank you for giving us your time to talk about all these topics. My pleasure. Thank you, Elizabeth. You're terrific. Thank you. So are you. You are just one amazing person. And if anybody listens to our last show, there's a whole like five minutes on how Susan and I met, and it's kind of fun. So <laughs> if you're listening to to our shows, we have kind of a fun story. But um, all right, so that was Susan Bruno speaking with us, and she uh, please visit her websites. I love these websites: divacfo.com and collegecfo.com. And we've done two shows now, um, one in November and one in December on. Um, like turkey talk and um, that goes a little bit more with college CFO and talking to your kids about their finances and how to really bring up some really open honest conversations about even your high school kids your middle school kids younger kids saving talking you know just a really good conversation with younger people about money and then this diva CFO you just heard and um, it's a great show so I hope you guys will listen to the shows. I hope you've enjoyed this, and I hope you will, um, more importantly, share these shows um, because I really value um, our, our guests' time with us because Best Ever You is all grassroots. There's no investor. There's no funding. There's no anything. We do. Ever, there's no marketing, no advertising, no anything. We grow, and we have almost 3 million downloads now because you guys listen and share these shows. So I really value everything, and I, I'm really listening to you. We're really listening to you, and I love it when you guys give us suggestions for guests 
and so forth because we you know you guys take us in the directions we go and it's this is all about you and what you need to help you be your best so i really hope this show has helped you i know i learned a bunch of new stuff especially long-term care insurance i'd never heard of that so i look forward to going and doing my own little snoopy sleuthing and <laughs> learning a little bit more about that but um i just want to thank everybody for listening i'm going to be quiet but on tuesday december 12th we are going to be here with two of the top girls from the UMaine softball team. That's the University of Maine softball team. Wait till you meet these two women. They are superstars. Oh, my God. It gives me goosebumps. They are just amazing student athletes. Um, so uh, Mike Coots, put me as the coach of the University of Maine softball team, said, hey, um, I know you did University of Maine baseball at the beginning of this, at the end of uh, November, but can we bring a couple gals on to do the University of Maine softball? And these girls are going to just blow you away with how cool they are. They are just amazing student-athletes. So, so excited uh, about having them on. And I will put that show and information out into net, to the network. And I will also put up a blog about Susan Bruno's past two shows and put all the links and everything to her website so that you can reach her for more information. And Susan, before you go, could you tell me the name of that document place that you were talking about? It was like Everflow yes. or something? What was yes. that? What is Ever that? Everplans, E-V-E-R-P-L-A-N-S. And as I said, it's it was started by a woman in New York. Uh, it's a Unbelievable story. I'll tell you next time we're on air how she yeah. started it and uh, or why she started it, and it's just it's life-changing. I promise you, I worked with a client on it, and they said, you literally have changed our lives. So, uh, yeah, it's incredible. So good luck with, with um, you know, I will recommend a very good scanner if you're going to do this. I love the Fujitsu ScanSnap is my favorite. Um, but now I feel like, I'm paperless. It's so awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting there. I. I. I'm 48, and I'm feeling still like old. I need my paper, but I'm. I'm gradually changing over too. But yeah, I hear you. Yeah. It um, takes time. That's why I still have those gorgeous folders too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, you. I won't keep you much longer here. But thank you very much for being with us, and th- mm-hmm. everybody. Just a big cheer for Susan Bruno. And I don't have audio to go like a big cheer, but anyway, you can hear us all clapping <laughs> all around the country. <laughs> all right. Oh, Thanks, happy holidays, everybody. Yes. Happy holidays, Thank everybody. You. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Susan. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You.